Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it may be. It's a pleasure having you to join me in this program about our lamp and keeping it full. Hello everyone, I'm Neil Parks. God bless each and every one of you, wherever you may be listening from. The last couple of episodes have shown us that the examples Jesus gives us in his life is mandated for us as well to go through in order to maintain the purest of lamp oil. John 14 and 12 says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will always do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these, in extent and outreach, because I am going to the Father. Did you hear that? Anyone who believes in him as Savior. Well, today's lesson is in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 25 through 27. In Paul's writing, the Word of God teaches that, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify the church, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the Word of God so that, in turn, he might present the church to himself in a glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy, set apart for God, and blameless. Now, there's a lot of information in these verses, as the Apostle Paul is teaching to the church at Ephesus about what Jesus has done and the cost that was paid for his bride when he returns to get her. Now verse 25 says, I'll say it again, He, Jesus, gave himself up for her, the church, at Calvary. John 15, uh, verse 13 says, No one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friends. This is the gospel, folks. The gospel has redeemed, excuse me, the Lord has redeemed his bride and wife to be. Laying down his life, he mortified his flesh so that his bride would be free and pure for himself. There was a cost, and he paid the price to redeem us, his bride. The sin debt had to be paid off. Because of the enslavement to sin that the bride is burdened with, it had to be removed. There is no forgiveness, the Bible says, without the shedding of blood. Now, the only acceptable bride is a perfect righteous bride, and we, the bride, cannot accomplish that feat. On our own, it's impossible. Only Christ can do that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul writes, For he, God, made him, Jesus, know who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 
Now, this is where Galatians 2.20 comes into play, if you will. The 20th verse of chapter 2 of Galatians, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of Man and the the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. You see, folks, that unless we're dead, crucified to this world, we are not his. We may identify as a Christian, but a lamp without oil is not known by the Lord. And we will talk more about that topic next week. What Paul is saying here is that he has mortified his flesh person so that the Lord Jesus Christ takes up residence in the carcass that is left, so that he, Christ, can be a raging fire in this dark, dark world. Listen to what Moses has experienced when he's meeting God in Exodus 3, verses 3 and 4. Here Moses has an encounter with God as he was going about his everyday life of caring for his sheep. And then this bright flame appeared. Verse 3 says, So Moses said, I must turn away from the flock and see this great sight. Why is the bush not burned up? When the Lord saw that he turned away from the flock to look, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he, Moses, said, Here I am. Just as the bush burned, but never burned up, Moses received his purpose to get his God's people and lead them out of Egypt, where they were slaves to worldly darkness and controlled by Satan's army. Moses, a Christ-like figure, was a lamp-bearer of Jesus Christ sent by God to redeem Israel from their bondage and lead them to the promised land. I would submit to you that God wants each and every person on this planet Earth to be a lamp bearer. We are to go into all the world, in the neighborhoods, the countries, and the communities, just like Matthew 28 says. Go into... All the, all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now Luke 11.34 says, The eye of the lamp, get this, the eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, focused on God, your whole body also is full of life. And it benefits from God's precepts. But when it is bad, spiritually blind, your body 
also is full of darkness and devoid of God's Word. My friends, that's what every Jesus follower is to understand. We are to listen to the commands of the Lord with delight and obey standing ready with our lamp full of oil, and that oil is Him. He is the oil. Listening to God speak His Word is, get this, the infilling of our tank of oil. Christ living in the believer is the oil in the vessel. Now please get this too. The Holy Spirit is the counselor, or you might say the tutor, that teaches and leads us closer to that intimate place in our lives that we must be in for this infilling of of Jesus to happen. Now look what Malachi uh, chapter 3 verse 2 says, But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap which removes impurities and and uncleansingness. Scripture says this righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ for all those, whether Jew or Gentile, who believe and trust in him and acknowledge him as God's Son. There is no distinction of people. Now back to our scripture in Ephesians 5, 26, 27. So that he might sanctify the church, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word of God, so that in turn he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle, or any such thing but that she would be holy, set apart for God, and blameless. That's what the bride is to be, blameless. Look what Hebrews 12.29 says, For our God is indeed a consuming fire. Look what the message says regarding that same chapter and verse. Do you see what we've got? an unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but burning with worship, deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander. He's actively cleaning house and torching all that needs to be burned. And he won't quit until it's all cleansed. God himself is fire. This is the process, folks, of purifying the bride. I don't know about you, but this process explains a lot to me of how filthy the slavery to sin makes us. Look what 1 John chapter 3, verse 3 says, And everyone who has this hope confidently placed in him or her, purifies themselves 
just as he is pure, holy, and undefiled, guiltless. We need to be undefiled and guiltless. And the only way that happens is when he purifies us. Jesus is the Word, and we are to consume the Word, church. Matthew 5, 6 says in the Beatitudes, Blessed or joyful, nourished by God's goodness, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, those who actively seek right standing with God. For they will be, get this, completely satisfied. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. The Bible says that we, the believers, are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, my. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is, it, who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, that you are not your own property? You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with your body. Well, I leave you with this. The story of humanity's sin begins with a tree and ends on a tree. First, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and finally, the cross on which Jesus, Jesus dies. The first tree offers fruit that leads to death, but the second offers a death that leads to life. Well, folks, that will do it for today, and I hope that you can tune in next week. And by the way, if any of you have friends or relatives that come to mind as you listen, please invite them, and comments are most welcome as well at this address. Fill the lamp at yahoo.com. All one word, fill the lamp at yahoo.com. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, we just come to you in, in thankfulness, Lord. We lift you up. And I lift up each and every listener here today, whatever they're going through, wherever they've been. Father God, you know everything about them. You know every hair on their head. You are omnipotent, all-powerful, Lord. And I ask if they don't know you, that they would soon come to know you as the day approaches for your return. That their lamps would be filled full of you, Lord the oil that burns like a raging fire. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, thank you once again. And I'm Neil Parks. Have a good day.